Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is an interview with Sean Mike Kelly. This guy absolutely crushes his interview. I get a ton of value out of it. I just wanted to apologize in advance. Uh, It was a new app that I had downloaded to record our phone conversation and the audio came in clear enough, but it's not as clear as I'd like it to be. And I tried to remove some of the white noise in there, but next time I'm gonna have to try a different means of recording. Still came out pretty good. I think you guys will appreciate the content enough that it won't matter to you, but relax, sit back, get ready to take some notes. Enjoy the show. What is up, guys? Welcome to Instagram Marketing Secrets, episode 21. We got an interview with an absolute Instagram marketing champion today. We are talking with at Jersey Champs, uh, at Sean Mike Kelly, fully verified, of course. He's got over 360,000 followers on his personal profile and over 1.6 million followers on his business profile. How's it going today, Sean? Hey, man, it's going great. Uh, just hit 370k actually and growing, so hopefully oh, we can dang. keep it up. <laughs> you were at 365 or 366 this morning, I thought. So you asked yeah. the growth factor down. Yeah, I'm definitely growth hacking. Definitely doing some stuff I'd love to talk about on the podcast today that I think will be very valuable to learn. I love it. Well, I'll be taking a bunch of notes too because you have definitely got a lot to share that can be beneficial to my business as well. So stoked to have you on. Uh, We'll get right into it here. But before we get into the mean potatoes, let's figure out just your backstory a little bit. Uh, How did you get the idea to start the Jersey Champs business? Uh, What were some of the things that you knew as something you wanted to act on in the first couple of months of running this business look like to you? Yeah, so... I got the idea in my college dorm room at Rutgers University. I was listening to Drake, a pretty famous rapper, and I was like, man, like, jerseys are sick and all, and, like, they normally cost, like, $100 or so. Why don't I try to sell my own jerseys? Um, Obviously not, like, NBA and NFL jerseys because you need licensing, but why don't I just come up with my own designs? So I threw, like, a Drake jersey together and uh, pushed it on Instagram, and ended up selling a lot and then turned it into a business from there. Awesome. Just started with one jersey and you had success there and you just scaled from there. So it's okay to start small. And uh, I remember we were talking a little bit about just your initial investment. Um, Where did your initial investment come from um, and how did you just start scaling it from there? Yeah, so I actually didn't have that much money. Um, I think I paid about $1,000 to this guy in my uh, in my college storm hall to make a site for me. And then from there, I took in pre-orders on the jersey, so I never really had the inventory yet. And then around 80 units were sold off Instagram, and then I used that money to order the jerseys and buy ads and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I started with a couple thousand dollars. Awesome. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's great that nowadays we don't have to start with all of this inventory that may or may not sell. You can run a pre-order and just gain all of the funding that you need to supply that very product there. And obviously, you were going to deliver that product to them no matter how many you sold, but around mm-hmm. 80 units is where you actually got enough money to buy that inventory. Did I hear that right? Yeah, it was enough to buy the inventory and some shout-outs on some Instagram pages. 
Awesome. Love it, man. Well, uh, most of the people on this call aren't privileged to have over 100,000 followers like you. They're all on that grind trying to get their first 10K, or maybe they're at 50K still trying to get to 100. What were some of the main strategies that you used to gain your first 100,000 followers? Yeah, so the first 10K is definitely the hardest. Uh, I used to manually like, like, comment, follow, and DM a bunch of people. But now I pretty much streamlined that process. But when I was first starting out, it was just networking with uh, people around your follower count, um, sharing each other's content on your either a post or story, tagging each other, and just growing with each other. I remember I was in these like engagement groups with people around 20,000 followers, and we all grew together. And some of them now have millions of followers with me now. So wow. it's been quite a journey. Yeah, utilizing other people's followers that already have following that you are prospecting, you certainly yeah. leverage that the best way that you could. Uh, for you guys listening, check out at Sean Mike Kelly's page and go to the power of the DM, and you can just look at the messages that he actually sent out to all these celebrities. So uh, detail that a little bit more. What celebrities were you trying to reach out to, and what was your initial hook? for them to uh, have an interest in shouting you out and working with you? Yeah, yeah, great question. So with Jersey Champs, we make jerseys for pretty much any occasion. We're very flexible, so we can make jerseys for rappers, professional athletes, uh, actors and stuff. So basically, we just put whatever design they want on the jersey. They tell us what name and number to put on the back and their logo on the front or whatever. And um, basically, people like custom goods and items, so we just say, can we make a custom jersey for you? We keep it short and simple, and like half the time we'll get a response, and we'll just go from there. And then some of those opportunities lead to like big wholesale orders, or like we ship out their drop shipping orders. So it's a good partnership to form, and it's all over Instagram. Awesome. So if they liked the jersey and you really liked how it turned out, you would form a partnership with them to then mass sell that jersey that you had made for that celebrity. Is that right? Yeah. So the first step is to get the Jersey in their hands, have them take photos, tag us and all that. And then from there, we'll ask them, Hey, would you like to sell these or a similar design to that? Cause sometimes they want to sell a different design and uh, sometimes they'll say yes. And those are like five to six figure deals sometimes. Wow. So what are the structure of these deals? Are they based on royalties? Like we will pay you this much for every jersey we sell? Um, or how is that partnership officially formed? Yeah, so we offer two packages. One is just wholesale. So we just sell them hundreds or thousands of jerseys at wholesale cost. And that's just one transaction. Mm. Uh, the other method we use is have the celebrities sell the jersey on their site because they get a lot of traffic and they just send us their order exports, and we fulfill them for them, and then we charge a rate on that. Okay. Awesome. So just depending on how they want to do it, but either way, you're having them do basically all the sales for you and just leveraging their account and uh, collaborating. That's what it's all about, right? Yep, exactly. Cool, man. Well, I know you were also telling me that you did some paid posts too. So tell us a little bit about that because I know some people, when they hear paid posts, they might be thinking of running Facebook ads or Instagram ads, but you actually reached out to big Instagram accounts and paid them to do a post for you. Is that right? 
Correct. Yeah, you can literally direct message the biggest pages you could think of, like World Star, like Funny Memes, Best Finds, The Shave Room. All these big pages uh, do offer shoutouts, like ninety nine percent of them, and basically you pay them to post whatever you want. And what post did you find worked best for actually driving results? Because I know you can just send them, hey, here's a picture of my jersey, or did you uh-huh. find that videos, or what did you find was the best content? To um, and mostly, worked? yeah, yeah, great question. It mostly depends on the product, but in general, I'd say videos work best, and you want to have a funny skit involved with the product, so it gets a lot of views. Mm-hmm. You don't want to center the video around just a promotional product, so you want to have the influencer doing something funny, you know? Absolutely. I know when I first started doing paid posts, I was like, hey, can you post a picture of my product? And it would get just a couple hundred likes, even though they had 100,000 followers. And it didn't really make sense to me, but it's got to blend with the rest of their account. It's got to be something that actually can go viral. So exactly, yeah. You, because so you it's, all about, it's all about having their posts show up on their followers' feeds. And mm. the way the algorithm works is if post isn't doing well, they're going to stop showing it to their followers. Yep. Gotcha. So these, these skits, did, did, would they make them or would you give them a script or how did that work? Um, well, they work best just generating the script on their own because that's what they do for a living. So we don't really, we'll give them like a general idea, but we won't say like, mm-hmm. we won't have a set script for them to say, you know? Okay. Cool. And uh, just so people can actually reference what we're talking about, what would be a good account for them to check out who has maybe recently shared some of your work and they can go back through and, and actually see an example of one of these? Yeah, so Kush Poppy, uh, I think, recently posted. Um, trying to think. We've done stuff with Supreme Patty in the past, if you know him. Mm-hmm. And I am Thompson. He's like a, a guy that plays the violin with hot girls in the background. Just like we try to find like people with a few hundred thousand followers or like a couple million followers that can uh, just do what they do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Kush Pappy, uh, that's K-U-S-H-P-A-P-I. For those of you listening, I know he's got like 1.2, 1.3 million, and I saw that post. So, yeah, blends in right with all the other stuff they're posting, and they look sick in their custom jerseys. So, I mean, you you really have a great product at the back of it, too. Would you say that that's been a big part to your success, apart from just having all the advertisement, is actually having a really cool product? Yeah, the product's so important. The advertising is, of course, important. And I think the branding's most important. Absolutely. Cool, man. Um, Well, so that's some of the uh, strategies that you used to get to your first 100,000 followers. Uh, which was, it sounds like you were just in absolute grind mode, like, comment, follow, just doing everything you could to get that next 100 followers and just building it up slow. But then yeah. it started taking off after 10K, did you say, or after 100K, it just started? Uh, I'd they, say just kept coming. 10K, yeah, it took off a little bit, but once you get to that 100K, you're just on another level and, like, you can – just form these powerful groups with other people over 100k and it's just so much quicker to grow you know yeah so how did some of your strategies change after you got over a hundred thousand followers what did you spend most of your time on instagram doing after a hundred thousand it was a lot less manual work and more about 
um, just spending money and, on uh, either Facebook ads or more shout outs or influencers. Because at that point, you should have a big enough budget to really start getting these big guys to uh, post your page, you know? Mm-hmm. So you want to utilize your money, reinvest it back into the business. And because your following is going to last forever. So you want to grow something now. Even though you might be losing money, like, at first, you'll make it back in the long run. Yeah, got to keep reinvesting all your profits back into your business. I know it can be even a couple years sometimes before startups actually start paying themselves because, I mean, you can cash out at any point, but really you just want to keep building a business that is bigger and bigger and add more and more products to your line and make the website better and your funnels better and everything like that. It always just makes more sense to reinvest it back for the first couple of years. So you got to be aggressively patient as Gary Vaynerchuk says. So that's sweet, man. Um, and a little bit off topic from Instagram. Uh, I know entrepreneurs are always raving that books have been a big secret to their success. What are, the top three to five books that were game changers for you that made you absolutely know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, uh, for sure. I'm more of a podcast guy, but I have listened to some audio books. Um, Crushing It by Gary B was a great book that propelled my personal brand because prior to reading that book, actually, I wasn't even growing my personal account. And uh, I waited so long to grow it and I kind of regret it. But you got to just learn from your mistakes. And now I'm taking it very serious. Um, how to win friends and influence people. That was really impactful for like just networking and reaching out to individuals. I think it helps me get more responses. And um, I say seven habits of highly affected people. I try to do all seven, but I probably do like five to six of them, but that was a great book. So yeah. What about you? I've read those first two books, Crushing It, for sure. Uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People was definitely one of them. Be Obsessed or Be Average by a Grant Cardone has been another big one for me, too. Um, And also Millionaire Fast Lane got me really fired up uh, to start a a business online and not get caught up in that nine-to-five. Same with four-hour work week. And I know you were telling me that four-hour work week was one for you too. That was, that's one of the first books you read, right? Yeah, I think that was literally the first book I read and it, it definitely helped. Pretty much the Bible to running an online automated business is four-hour work week. Um, and then we were also talking about Russell Brunson and uh, dot-com secrets a little bit because you've used some of his funnel strategies. Tell us a little bit about the most effective funnels that you've used um, and just a little bit behind the curtain of how that actually works. Yeah. Some of our best funnels have um, actually not been directly to the product page from the ad campaign. It's been to a news article featuring our company and products Mm. and then to our site because people that end up reading the full article get really invested in it and want to learn more about the, uh, the product. So, for instance, when uh, our Trump jersey went viral, a high school student wore a Trump baseball jersey at a America-themed football game, and the principal kicked him out of the game. So that story went extremely viral, and everyone that read it from the ad was like, wow, this is incredible. I want to support this kid somehow. 
And then basically they ended up buying the jersey from us to support the kid, I guess. So that was one of our best funnels. And that is a free plus shipping funnel as well. Is yeah. that correct? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's uh, one that Russell Brunson's really big on. Tell us a little bit about how a free plus shipping offer works because everyone's probably been on Facebook and seen like, oh, I can get this book for free. I just got to pay for the shipping. Uh, and they're like, <laughs> where does the profit actually come from? Yeah, classic. So the profit never comes on the front end. On the front end, sometimes you actually lose money. So all the profit is from the upsells and the average order value and your return customer rate. So once you factor all that into the mix, you make a lot of money in the long run if you're executing success- successfully. But usually on the actual purchase itself, the company usually usually loses money. Okay. So that first offer, it's free plus shipping of maybe 10, 15 bucks. And maybe you break even, maybe you lose a couple of bucks. And then there's an upsell right behind it. Yeah, upsell after it, um, a downsell after it. And then you got them in your email sequence. So hopefully everyone listening is using some sort of email software that sends emails uh, to your customers. What's the... Uh a CRM that you're using right now? Uh, I've tried all of them. Tried MailChimp, Clavio, and Conversio. I'd say for beginners, use MailChimp. And for more advanced people, use Clavio. Okay, cool. Ever heard of uh, ConvertKit? I have not. Is that what you use? Yeah, man. uh, I've checked out some of the other ones too, and uh, ConvertKit is what I've arrived at now, but I'll absolutely check out your recommendations as well. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just whatever's comfortable for you and what your business is trying to do and collecting emails yeah. and, you know, we're, it's just sending emails to the list, but you've got a series of sequences set up for when people subscribe to your email. So even if they just do that free plus shipping offer and they don't take on any of your upsells, these people are going down an email sequence. Is that right? Yeah. So we'll pretty much be sending them automated email sequences for like two or three months. So um, you can close like a large percentage of those people. Yep. Yep. As long as you're gaining some kind of contact information for them, you still got a chance to sell something to them at some time. And you've got such a high value ladder on the back end that it seems like it's always worth it for you, for you because you can spend so much money to acquire your customers because you have so many products to sell them. And uh, your business is doing well enough that you can make these investments to maybe lose a little bit of money on some of these people, knowing that you're a long-term business and you're going to profit off of them in the long run. That, exactly. That's accurate? Yeah, it's all about the long-term for me, the branding. I don't really care about making a quick buck. Yeah. And how long have you been at it now? How long has Jersey Champs been a company? Almost three years now. It's been two years and nine months. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. So not even three years to get to 1.6 million followers. I think most people, if they knew, oh, yeah, in 10, 10 years you'll have a million followers, they'd be totally content with that result. So it's always great to hear from someone who has done so well on Instagram. There's only so many people who have a million followers, and I can think of a bunch of celebrities I follow that you're even beating their following too, like a lot of NFL players. So. Congrats, man. That's absolutely insane that you built it so big. Um, so as we wrap up here, 
there's a lot of entrepreneurs on the call that are just getting started, or there's some people who are even debating if they want to start their company. What's something you, you would say to people who have uh, thought about doing the entrepreneur life and they've got an idea, they just don't know where to start? Yeah, I'd say if you're in school, high school or college, do not go all in at first. You've got to prove the concept first. So, like, I didn't just drop out when I released that Drake jersey. I tried doing both, and then I dropped out when we had about $100,000 in sales and went all in. So you want to start something on the side, see what happens. If whatever you design um, works, then I'd say just go all in. But what I have noticed is companies that have products that are unique do well and companies that brand themselves do very well as well. Yeah. It's all about just going for it. And like you said, you, if you're not wanting to go two feet in and just jump, jump in right away and go crazy, it's not like you have to quit your day job. You can do it on the side, test your idea. And until it starts really taking off, then that's when you start investing more and more time into it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Well, if uh, people want to follow you and, and hear more from you on your Instagram content, what should they check out? Yeah, my personal is Sean Mike Kelly, and the business one is Jersey Champs, and my Facebook is Sean Kelly. And I'll definitely answer anyone that watched this. Just mention that in the message, and I'll definitely answer. Sweet, man. Well, yeah, the best way to learn, if you want to learn what he's doing, just check out his account. If you want to learn, oh, what, what hashtag do you use, check out his account. Go in there and check it out and see what he's posting on his story, see when he's posting. All of that stuff is available to you, so be sure to check out his account. Sean, thanks again so much for being on the podcast today. I'm sure we'll have you on in the future, and keep crushing it, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to your journey as well. Absolutely. All right. Take care. All right. Have a good one. So that concludes today's episode. I really hope you guys liked that interview as much as I did. I've got a lot of things that I would like to apply to my business that Sean was talking about. And I know you guys probably got some ideas too, but it's not always easy to know exactly how to implement it. So for our next episode, I'm gonna be going over my major takeaways and what I'm going to do to apply it into my own business, as well as give you guys some ideas as how you can apply it into yours. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to another episode of Instagram Marketing Secrets. Have a great day.